0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus
0: Today's CBS Evening News podcast is sponsored by Ancestry. Ancestry can help you discover your origins, build a family tree, and search historical records, giving you more ways to connect with your family. It can even spark some interesting new conversations around the dinner table. Visit Ancestry.com to learn more.
2: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital,
1: Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. Tonight, the Justice Department is kicking 21 Saudi military cadets out of the country immediately after the FBI found they were posting jihadist and anti-American material online or looking at child pornography. Now, Saudi Arabia is a key ally, and the Saudis are here for aviation training on military bases. But the FBI says it only found out what the Saudis were doing while investigating last month's shooting at a Florida air Base. A Saudi pilot killed three sailors and injured eight others at the Pensacola Naval Air Station. Well, tonight, the attorney general is calling the shooting an act of terror. And he's asking Apple to help the FBI unlock the killer's iPhones. Katherine Harridge leads us off tonight with the new details.
3: This was an act of terrorism.
4: Attorney General William Barr said today Mohammed Saeed al Shamrani was motivated by jihadist ideology.
3: The shooter posted a message on September 11th of this year stating the countdown has begun.
4: The FBI investigation indicates that the shooter acted alone. However, 21 Saudi nationals who trained at U.S. bases are being kicked out of the country. Their social media accounts turned up postings with jihadist material and child pornography. The FBI also provided harrowing details of the attack. The December 6 shooting at the Pensacola Air Station lasted 15 minutes. With 180 rounds of ammunition, the Saudi gunman killed three American sailors and wounded eight other people before police killed him. Two weeks before, the aviation student had visited New York City's 9-11 memorial.
3: The shooter fired shots at pictures of the current U.S. president and a former U.S. president, and a witness at the scene recounted that he made statements critical of American military actions overseas.
4: Two iPhones were recovered at the scene, one in the gunman's car and one near his body that he had deliberately put a bullet through. The FBI is now asking Apple for help unlocking the phones.
3: It is very important for us to know with whom and about what the shooter was communicating before he died.
1: And Catherine joins us tonight. How could these men who had posted these jihadist anti-American materials make it into the U.S. in the first place? You know, there are more than 800 Saudi nationals here
4: for training, but the 21 expelled show that the vetting process was not comprehensive enough. The Pentagon says it's fixing that. From now on, investigators are doing a deeper dive on applicants to include their social media. All right, Catherine, thank you.
1: A tornado ripped through Loris, South Carolina today, sending cars flying through a high school parking lot. Luckily, no one was hurt. It was part of the same system that unleashed more than 40 tornadoes and killed at least a dozen people in recent days across the South and Central U.S. Here's Omar Villafranca.
2: Cars were tossed around in a school parking lot when a surprise tornado touched down in Loris, South Carolina. Students were in class, but no one was hurt. The unexpected twister dropped and lifted so quickly, meteorologists didn't have time to warn residents. In northwest Louisiana, an EF2 tornado with 135 mile-per-hour winds tore through the town of Houghton. Look at the size Ooh. that, Joe. That is a monster. A giant spread. tree sliced through 84-year-old James Keen's house and landed a few feet from his bed. A middle-of-the-night phone alert most likely saved his life. I was in that bed and got up to
3: get the phone and got right here when it hit. I thought the whole house was coming down.
2: Just a few blocks away, the only thing left of this home is a pile of rubble. Jerry and Mary Sue Franks were killed when the tornado pulverized their house and pushed it almost 200 feet off its foundation. And today, new drone footage of North Central High School in Kershaw, South Carolina, shows the power of the storm system.
5: Fortunately, no one was here on campus, so um, all the damage is physical. It's buildings, it's, it's buses that can be replaced.
2: The tornado here in Louisiana left a path of destruction almost 25 miles long. As for the cleaning up, like Mr. Keene, who lives here, there is more rain in the forecast. Nora?
1: All right, Omar, thank you. 11 days after President Trump launched that attack that killed Iran's top general, the administration is defending the rationale for his targeted killing. Well, today, Mr. Trump said it doesn't really matter why he did it because of General Soleimani's horrible past. Major Garrett reports tonight from the White House.
6: Mr. President! Amid questions about the intelligence used to justify the strike on Iranian General Qassem Soleimani, the president, Democrats. We
3: killed him. And when the Democrats try and defend him... It's a disgrace to our country.
6: They can't do that. Mr. Trump also retweeted this incendiary and Photoshopped depiction of top Democratic leaders in front of an Iranian flag, implying sympathy with the Iranian regime. The president's foreign policy is dangerously incompetent. Since the strike 11 days ago, the administration claimed an attack on U.S. assets was imminent. But today, the president said it doesn't really matter. Attorney General William Barr was legally justified. I don't think there's a requirement
3: frankly for, you know, knowing the exact time and place of the next attack.
6: Late last week the president said he did know where Iran and its proxies would strike.
3: I can reveal that I believe it would have been four embassies.
6: But CBS News has learned that State Department security was never warned of an imminent attack on U.S. embassies. And Defense Secretary Mark Esper, appearing on Face the Nation, contradicted the president's assessment. I
3: didn't see one with regard to four embassies.
6: Hours later, a Pentagon official said Esper now agreed as many as four embassies in the region could have been targeted. Well, first of all, I think it's been totally consistent.
1: And Major joins us now from the White House. Major, let's turn now to impeachment. We're hearing that trial in the Senate could begin next Tuesday. Any sense of how long it could last?
6: Three to five weeks is what we're told, Norris Six days a week, senators in their chairs, at their desks, no electronic devices, listening, never speaking. And the process, 24 hours for each side, the House managers prosecuting the case, 24 hours for the White House Counsel's Office to defend the president, then a period of time for questions from senators, then that all-important vote, whether to take more documents or more witnesses.
1: And we will cover it all here at CBS Major. Thank you. Tonight, for the first time, we are seeing video from a U.S. military vehicle as Iranian missiles rained down last week on a U.S. base in Iraq. Well, luckily, no one was hurt. The missile barrage was in retaliation for the Soleimani killing. Well, today, Holly Williams spoke with some of the soldiers who were there. God. There are around 1,500
7: U.S. coalition troops on Al-Assad Air Base. They had just minutes to take cover.
6: The shockwave just rolled even through these T-walls.
7: Sergeant Dane yeah, Kasaga told us he was flying a drone that even night with orders what to what stay at his did. place I mean, and not take cover. Yeah, he says he out. owes his life to these blast walls.
6: Uh, I'm very grateful for this piece of concrete and uh, wrought iron steel.
7: This is what Iran's ballistic missiles did to metal. Imagine what they could have done to U.S. troops if they hadn't taken cover. One of the missiles was a direct hit on Chief Warrant Officer Alexander Bender's living quarters. That was the the door? Is that right over there?
3: Yeah, so that was the door. I had a bunk here.
7: This fleece somehow survived, now scarred by shrapnel. That's a souvenir from the Iranians.
3: Yep, sure is.
7: The US troops hunkered down in bunkers that night, but most weren't designed to withstand a direct hit from a ballistic missile strike. We huddled together and and held one another. This is senior airman Mary Catherine Mulholland's first ever tour of duty. I still can't fathom that no one was hurt. There's been speculation that Iran deliberately missed American troops to prevent a further escalation. But a senior coalition military official told us that's not true. The Iranians, in his words, were shooting to kill Nora.
1: And our military was prepared. Holly, thank you. There was a tense meeting today between members of Britain's royal family. When it was over, Queen Elizabeth gave Prince Harry and his wife, Meghan, what they wanted, their independence. But she also set a deadline. Charlie Daggett on what comes next, including that alleged rift between the two princes.
8: This afternoon's meeting reportedly lasted about two and a half hours. Reports say Harry arrived early, Meghan apparent and at the end of the day, there was this unprecedented statement from the Queen. My family and I are entirely supportive of Harry and Meghan's desire to create a new life as a young family. But she went on to say, Although we would have preferred them to remain full-time working members of the royal family, we respect and understand their wish to live a more independent life as a family while remaining a valued part of my family. Under the deal, Meghan and Harry will live part-time in Canada during a period of transition. Meghan's already there with son Archie. One big question is whether Prince Charles will keep funding Harry and Meghan privately, says royal correspondent Roy Nika.
5: But ultimately, it is about a family. And, you know, that brotherly bond that was once so close is broken at the moment. And I think, above all, William is very sad about that.
8: William expressed his pain of not being able to put his arm around his little brother anymore. But today, in a show of unity, they issued a joint statement denying that William's bullying caused the split. Meanwhile, the Queen says she wants this all resolved in a matter of days.
1: All right, let's see. Charlie, thank you. We're to turn now to the 2020 presidential campaign. With 21 days before the Iowa caucuses, there's a lot of news tonight. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker has dropped out of the presidential race, and there's a fight between the two leading progressives. Ed O'Keefe is in Des Moines.
9: One day before a high stakes debate in Iowa, the long standing truce between Senator Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren appears to be over. There are reports that during a private meeting late in 2018, he told her that a woman could see. The Warren campaign had no comment, but Sanders called it ludicrous and blamed staff who weren't in the room lying about what happened. And it contradicts what he has said publicly for years.
10: In my view, a woman could be elected president of the United States.
9: Sanders is also denying his campaign, told volunteers to say that Warren only appeals to, quote, highly educated, more affluent people and won't be able to expand the base of the Democratic Party.
5: I was disappointed. To hear that Bernie is sending his volunteers out to trash me.
9: With three weeks until the Iowa caucus, Warren has been slipping in the polls, and Sanders is rising. And now another candidate is out. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker says a lack of money in the upcoming impeachment trial factored into his decision.
10: I can't wait to get back on the campaign trail and campaign as hard
9: as I can for whoever is the eventual nominee. He is the latest to exit the largest and most diverse group of contenders ever down from nearly 30 to a dozen.
1: it joins us tonight from Des Moines. And to hear Senator Warren accuse Senator Sanders supporters of trashing her, what's at the heart of this fight?
9: Oh, Nora, this is all about establishing dominance over the liberal wing of the Democratic Party, and it could be a move by Warren to try to recapture some of that support. But it could backfire, because over the past year, Iowa Democrats have told us consistently they'd rather see the candidates focus on defeating President Trump than themselves. So if this keeps up, it could benefit other candidates, like the guy who rents this space, Joe Biden. Nora?
1: All right, Ed. Thank you. Tonight, shockwaves are rippling through Major League Baseball. The league hit the Houston Astros with harsh penalties today for illegally using technology to gain an edge, stealing secret pitching signals used by opposing teams. Mark Strassman now on the hard and fast fallout.
10: The Houston Astros are world champions. Houston celebrated when the Astros won the 2017 World Series. Not today. Turns out the team had been cheating for months. They stole signs from a center field camera trained on the opposing team's catcher. Astros players studied a monitor, then warned their batters a certain pitch was coming. In this audio, we're about to hear the signal for an off-speed pitch. Two bangs on a trash can. Major League Baseball's investigation concluded virtually all the players had some involvement or knowledge of the scheme. Many admitted that they knew the scheme was wrong. Astros general manager Jeff Lunau and manager A.J. Hinch were banned for a year, then fired by Astros owner Jim Crane. It's the stiffest penalty that that, uh, any team has ever taken or, or given. MLB isn't done. They're also investigating manager Alex Cora formerly the Astros bench coach. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta.
1: There are urgent new calls tonight for parents to get their children vaccinated against the flu. Dozens of children have died from the flu this season. Dean Reynolds has the story of a girl who survived the virus but lost her vision.
3: It started with a low-grade fever last month, but by Christmas Eve, four-year-old Jade DeLucia was unresponsive. Amanda Phillips is her mother.
2: She was just laying in her bed, um, not moving. Her eyes were kind of up in her head and she wouldn't, she wouldn't wake up.
3: Jade had the flu, but even worse, a rare, complicating infection was attacking her brain. She got a flu shot last March, but not for the current season, which started this fall. Dr. Alex Basook treated Jade after she was medevac to the University of Iowa Children's Hospital.
2: The key point in this case is that it has to happen every season. The vaccine is not a once-in-a-lifetime vaccine. It's not a once-a-year vaccine. It
3: doesn't last a year. The onset of this flu season is the earliest since 2003, and it's hitting children particularly hard. Already, there have been a total of 32 pediatric deaths reported to the CDC, the highest number at this point in the season in five years. While Jade steadily improved in the hospital and is now home... The infection has robbed her of her sight, at least for now. Is this irreversible blindness for this child? It is hard to know
2: at this point. There can be recovery, so we are still hopeful.
3: Her mother is just happy. Vibe.
4: She started to talk a lot more, and it's been, it's been awesome to, to see her personality Thank coming you. back.
3: Dean Reynolds, CBS News, Iowa City, Iowa. Good
1: job. And she wants to remind people to get vaccinated. You've heard the saying, it's not the hand you're dealt, it's how you play the cards. Well, tonight, a young hockey player is proving that's true. Here's Nikki Batiste. At age seven, Sabrina
5: Scully is already a slick skater. But it's the move she made off the ice that has scored big. It all started when her dad, Mike Scully, gave her this deck of NHL playing cards. A king and a jack have hockey sticks. But Queens are cheerleaders, which is not okay. It was a slight. Sabrina decided to point out to the National Hockey League, writing, It's unfair none of the Queens are hockey players.
1: It
10: wasn't like she was asking them. She thought it was obvious that these needed to be changed and wanted to point it out to them.
5: It was a body check the NHL could hardly ignore, replying, as a young girl, you represent everything we believe in and the power that sports brings us together. And promising Sabrina she would receive the first deck of its new playing cards, with the Queens now holding hockey sticks. When you found out the NHL changed their playing cards just because of you, what did you think? Um, I was excited. Great
2: leadership, Sabrina.
5: She's now a big leaguer, especially when it comes to female empowerment. I'd say you're a hockey hero. Yes. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, Morristown, New Jersey.
1: We've got a great story for you tomorrow's CBS Evening News. A World War II hero finally receives the honors he so richly deserves. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. We'll see you right back here tomorrow good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.